Folks, you know I, I got the vaccine. Uh, again, I've, I do not ever try to fake the funk with you all. When I make a mistake, it's for the world to see. We all do it. There's no excuse for stupid. But I got to tell you, it was dumb. I believe in science. Not the science, because there is no the science. Science is a process. There's no the science. Why is that, Joe? Because science is always evolving and changing. But the change takes time. And me being a believer in science, having practiced science in my educational experience in neuropsychology and elsewhere, believing in the scientific method, good, robust testing, and then retesting and reanalyzing your results, I should have waited. Because the hard reality is, when the vaccine first came out, we didn't have chronological data because it just came out. There was no time that had passed. I should have waited. It's one of the greatest regrets of my life. I freaked out, man. I had cancer. I thought I was dying. I just wanted to see my youngest daughter's wedding. I don't expect uh, any of you to forgive me for being stupid about it. I don't. Or to forget it. But gosh, it was the biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created and that this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? Because I was scared. Again, I, I, you know, my doctor told me with lymphoma and being under chemo that if I got this thing, I, it could be ugly. Let's just leave it at that. Stupid. Why? I watched this clip from the Tucker Carlson show citing some research coming out. Again, time has now passed and we're starting to see things. It's really the most troubling minute 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago, and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot of people have not been felt. Here, check this out. To neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true. But it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization, and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting. The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Folks, you know I, I got the vaccine. Uh, again, I've, I do not ever try to fake the funk with you all. When I make a mistake, it's for the world to see. We all do it. There's no excuse for stupid. But I got to tell you, it was dumb. I believe in science, not the science, because there is no. I didn't mean to play that back over. Good evening, everybody. Uh, that was a clip from uh, Dan Bongino. Uh, he admits regrets to getting the vaccine. It's not a vaccine. Sorry. It's a death shot. And I just want to say a little bit on this. The, the fact that I've been warning people about this for I've been warning people about COVID that it was, uh, and some people are getting upset because I was saying it's not real and that it's fake. Um, I still, the, the, the point, the reason why I would say it was fake or not real is the fact that when we had COVID, the flu disappeared, uh, colds disappeared. It's like it took the place of it. Now, I, I got something and got real sick in like December 2019 and it was, it felt kind of weird. I had it, it lingered for like a couple weeks and normally I'll have flu like symptoms once every year. 
Well, that's all I had was that in 2019. And then I had something once in 2020 and something once in 2021. And so whatever it was replaced the flu or has been the flu the whole time. But we do know they released a bioweapon from the Wuhan lab in China, and we know people were getting sick. But the fact is that it wasn't people getting sick of this on top of getting sick of the flu. Is like they quit dishing out the flu and just started dishing this out that was a little bit more potent. But still, it wasn't as potent as they said it was. And your, fat, your survival rate is like 99%. Um, it only affected those with comorbidities. And even then, they could survive it taking the right protocols from Dr. Zeb Zelenko, those, uh, Dr. Jane Ruby, the, the, those that were pushing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And even Trump was pushing hydroxychloroquine right there at the beginning until he got um, blackmailed or something. I don't know what happened. But he quit pushing that and then started pushing the, the, the death shots. But anyway, so I've been warning about COVID for over two years, two and a half years now that I've been warning people about it. Um, I've actually gotten uh, kicked out of a church for warning people about it. People were upset, aggravated, and I was subtle with it because I was trying to instill in them the strength in themselves to oppose this snare of the devil, the fact that the devil was tricking people into being scared you know second timothy 1 7 says god hasn't given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind and i was trying to teach the congregation this i was being subtle with it i would tell them there's something up with this we don't need to fall for what they're pushing you know i would never i wasn't blunt as blunt to them behind the pulpit but i was you knew what I was talking about. I was clear enough that they knew this shouldn't be happening. We shouldn't be falling for COVID. We shouldn't be panicking and buying out all the toilet paper. And we shouldn't be. And once the, the, they started talking about these so-called vaccines and the fact they were mRNA, um, you know, I had to do some deep digging and deep research to try to wrap my head about around what was going on. And I realized very early that it was a setup. And they were trying to uh, trick everyone into taking this, these death shots. And I, I, that was early on. So I've been warning about the, the shots for, May, for a year and a half. Uh, some of this, at least from March um, 2020, or spring 2021, I've been warning about the the uh, death shots. Um, I don't know how Dan Bongino didn't get the um, th- this these results in these papers. And now finally, mainstream uh, quote unquote conservatives are calling it out. People like Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson, um, those that have millions of views. Um, and haven't been canceled yet. I've been canceled. YouTube channel has been deleted. I've had videos deleted on my Facebook videos have been deleted. I've been restricted uh, where very few people can watch me. And like, I've got a few people that listen to me on the podcast because I've been censored, but I've been uh, uh, sharing it with friends, sharing it with family, sharing it at church, um, sharing it at work, telling people, what to look out for and watch out for. And you can go back on my podcast uh, over a year ago on August 10th, 2021. I was warning about the vaccines, the death shots, and I had posted a the podcast on America's Frontline Doctors. And this was August 10th, 2021 that I on the podcast anyway, that's the earliest that explicitly 
I was speaking out against the, the, the death shot. So that's been, it was over a year ago. And so I called out, recited the post-vaccine questions. And you can go back to that podcast on August 10th and go through the five post-vaccine questions telling you why this the COVID-19 vaccine are not not good to take, that they are most likely dangerous because they were still experimental. They weren't approved, but they're under emergency use. They hadn't been tested. Um, the There was a warning about the brain concerns, about the spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles. Uh, they, they could pass the blood-brain barrier. They exposed that early on. Uh, they exposed the shedding from a, a va- th- with this mRNA, the, the, the shedding to from uh, vaccinated people to unvaccinated and the fact that it could be spread. Um, they even warned about the for the abnormal cycles of women because of these shots. And then they, I listed also the 10 medical facts regarding the COVID-19 experimental vaccines. Uh, this was by Dr. Shelley Cole. This was August 10th. Um, and she has the list in the article. This is America's Frontline Doctors. I think even before this, I was calling out the uh, uh, Time to Free America site and citing them from uh, Clay Clark. And all of the medical facts that they were digging up. And I've been warning people. Like I said, they got tired of hearing me at church about it, warning warning them. Uh, they would, when I would cite certain things, I was talking to uh, individuals in the church and, let, and, and telling them. And I would just see more and more people that had taken it. And, t- and the more I'm taking it and like they're not even listening to me, they're not even heeding the warnings until it came to a boiling point. They didn't want to hear anything else about it. They just said, well, we don't want you anymore. We're going to get rid of you. I said, okay, follow me. Um, so this has been my ministry has been to share the gospel with the podcast and to warn people because I care about you because I love you and I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to die. I don't want you to be tricked by the snares of the devil, no matter what form they come. Uh, They lied about the whole thing. They lied saying it was effective. They, they were reporting that the effective rates was 90% or more. And that was this, uh, ludicrous. Um, the fact has always been that if you if you get sick, you have immunity, and your God-given immunity is stronger than anything that you can inject into your body. That has always been the case. With proper diet and nutrition, you can beat these sort of things, and that's what I've been trying to relate to those that will listen to me Uh, here. This is September, September 3rd, 2021. I cited the, this is the VAERS data and they found up to that point was like 675,000 over that cases that were uh, vaccine related uh, deaths, um, permanent disability, um, all labeled. And the fact, the thing about VAERS is that it's only like 1% of actual events that are recorded. There's like 12 other vaccine adverse events reporting sites and VAERS is only, takes up only 1% of that. So if they had 675 cases where there was adverse events and deaths, either or deaths, just on this this one, that's millions, millions and millions affected by this. 
And I cited that early in, well, this is September 21 here, and I've been warning sooner. I've compiled a list of stats on the vaccine deaths and adverse events, and I put the chief medical director where I work on notice, and I sent him the 11 undeniable facts concerning vaccination, uh, the, the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court rules all vaccines unavoidably unsafe, um, the fact that none of the vaccines on the U.S. CDC recommended childhood vaccine schedule were tested against an inert saline placebo in clinical trials, the fact that the no safety studies have been conducted on vaccines for 33 years, um, compensation for vaccine injury to date is $4.4 billion and counting, the fact that the CDC is a vaccine company. It owns at least 50 vaccine patents and buys and distributes 4.6 billion in vaccines annually through the Vaccines for Children program. The fact that in 1986, Congress passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act freeing companies from liability for injuries resulting from childhood vaccines, no matter how toxic the ingredients, how negligent the manufacturer, or how grievous the harm. That's H.R. 5546, uh, 99th Congress, 1985-1986. Uh, on down the line, there are 11, as I said. If you go back to the other podcast um, from... August 10th, 21, I've explained all of this there. So I sent him that the chief medical director, I put him on notice for with the 11 undeniable facts concerning vaccinations because the fact is that this doctor is pushing employees to um, uh, inject their kids with this death shot. So I called him out on it. So I sent him the 11 undeniable facts concerning vaccination. I sent him the Nuremberg Code, and I'll get into this more. Um, the fact is that it's a crimes against humanity, and I've been warning about this for over a year, that they've um, committed crimes against humanity. And I sent him a proposed indictment against Mr. Alex Azar, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Dr. Peter Daszak, Dr. Ralph Barrick, FDA, CDC, NIAID, Moderna, and Pfizer. And this is a proposed indictment uh, from our four attorney generals with a conscience. From, I'm trying to remember who wrote this proposal. Um, I believe it's uh, Dr. Martin. And here's there's eight counts of violations. First count, uh, 18 uh, USC. Let's see, I'm going to read the, the violation title. Count one is acts of domestic terrorism resulting in death of American citizens. Count two is uh, conspiring to commit acts of terrorism. Count three, conspiring to criminal commercial activity. Count four is funding and creating a biological weapon. Count five is market manipulation and allocation. Count six is lying to Congress. Count seven is interlocking directorates. And count eight is seditious conspiracy. Uh, so this just it lays out the proposed indictment against these persons or entities that knowingly committed crimes against humanity. So the fact is that everyone that was complicit in this will be held accountable. It's just a matter of time. But we have to keep calling them out and calling out the dangers because we're trying to save as many people as we can in the process. And the fact is the government is trying to wipe us out. And that's a fact. Uh, 
the uh, DOD reports that, uh, uh, let's see, that um, attorney Thomas Renz called out. He, he, he was able to retrieve DOD data. And I'm going to read through some of the, the stats here. I've had this stuff for over a year. Um, some of it. Uh, there was, in the DOD data, the results of those that had taken the, the death shot, um, it caused 279% spike in miscarriages, 487% uh, spike in breast cancer, a 1,048% spike in the nervous system damage, 155% spike in birth defects, 350% spike in male infertility, 369% spike in uh, testicular cancer, 2,181% spike in hypertension, 664% spike in malignant uh, neoplasms, 680% spike in multiple sclerosis, 551% spike in Guillain-Barre syndrome, 468% spike in pulmonary embolism, 302% spike in uh, tachycardia, 452% spike in migraines, 471% spike in female infertility, 437% spike in ovarian dysfunction, 269% spike in myocardial infarction, 291% spike in Bell's palsy, 467 spike in pulmonary embolism. All right, so this, I've had this, this spike, DOD data, I've had that probably a year. We're going on a year or more. And on down the line, all of this data that's out there, if you would look for it. But we have to, we're trying to share this with everyone and, and wake people up before it's too late. Now, is it too late for those that have taken the death shot already? I don't know. Um, some of them, the cover up here that the CD was covering was uh, I think so. October twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, they changed the definition of vaccinated uh, so that everyone that was jabbed with the death shot um, within fourteen days was not labeled vaccinated, and most people that took the shot died within two days of taking the, the shot. So they were, remember back when they were saying the hospitals were full of the unvaccinated, it was actually the vaccinated that had just gotten their shot. And that's why the hospitals were full. All right. So I've been sharing pictures. If you follow Stu Peter's show and the doctors that he has had on there interviewing different things, there's a lot of, a lot of speculation on what's actually in the shots. Um, but a lot of the speculation over a year ago has uh, been verified. And they found uh, graphene oxide is part. Like Mike Adams has done a really good job. He has his own lab, and he's been uh, studying these vials, and he's found aluminum, uh, a lot of metals, heavy metals and toxic metals, they're toxic to our body. And so he's verified these sort of things. And one of the most telling is that of the morticians, what they have been finding. Um, and it's, you might have heard them being called clot shots because a lot of people after taking these shots are getting clots. And actually, uh, taking heart attacks or strokes after taking these shots and those that have passed from it, the morticians have found in their veins and arteries, uh, these, it's a rubber like substance. It's, it's not a clot because it's not blood. Mike Adams has exposed this fact that there, there's nothing to indicate that this is blood at all. Whatever was in the vials have been self-building or self-assembling, um, and they've been creating this form this um, in the in the blood vessels and veins of people. And the morticians are finding this. They verify that this has happened. They're the ones that first reported. Uh, the first mortician was to uh, Dr. Jane Ruby. 
and he called it out. But there's still a lot of people scared of the blowback if they ex- if they come out. But the, the they need to come out. If everyone would come out and stand up, they'd realize how many people, how many of us patriots and Americans are on their side and that are actually helping them. If they would get this stuff out, would put even more pressure on the criminals. And the more that we get it out, the more that you speak out, the more vocal you are about it, the less likely you are to have any harm. Now, that's not to say you won't. That's not guaranteed. Because they're criminals. They're wanting to wipe us out. They're wanting to depopulate us. So it's, it is a full-on attack on us and as Americans and around the globe. So my job being a pastor is to uh, guard the sheep. I'm a watchman. God has set me on the wall to watch. And that's why I'm speaking out. That's why I won't be silent. They're going to probably try to silence me, but... I'm on the Lord's side. He's in control. His will be done. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on. A lot of things happen with that. And it, we still have to, we have to share podcasts like this so people understand what's going on, the dangers of it, because there's still people trying to take it. Uh, they, they approved it for children. They're approving it for attempting to approve it for six-month-olds. And they approved, uh, I think, remdesivir. We've learned that remdesivir uh, will, the combination of a ventilator in the hospital and remdesivir, you'll be dead in 10 days. And it was not COVID killing people in the hospitals. It was the, the death protocol, the Fauci protocol of the ventilator and remdesivir. That is what was killing people. Uh, now there's an awareness about remdesivir and people are rejecting it when they go to the hospitals. Uh, but now they've, they've, they've slid in from the, um, I'm trying to remember the word Plaxivid, I think, uh, it's not as potent as remdesivir, but it does damage your organs, but at a slower pace. Um, Plaxlovid, I think is how you say it. So you have to watch out for that. That's why it's important to have a an advocate before you go into the hospital, someone that can speak for you, because they're going to try to bring you in the hospital and silence you. Now, there's some places have corrected this, these doctors that are just out for money, just to make money on you, on your death. Uh, some places, a lot of places that people are waking up in the areas, doctors are waking up and correcting it. But those that are still pushing it, you got to, wherever that may be, just be aware of that. Uh, so we have been attacked. We've, by, it seems like all angles, uh, they have swatted Major, Major e. Taylor Green's house. I just read a, a headline that I think she's been swatted twice, two days in a row. I don't know. So she may have been swatted today also. Uh, but the point is that someone's trying to, those that stand up and speak out for truth. She is proposing a bill or, or, or admitted a bill that is tr- preventing people from uh, mutilating kids' bodies, whether it's a these tra- transgender this, uh, transitions, I think is what they're calling it. You know, God made man first. He made him to be in charge of the world, and he made woman to be his helpmeet, and he made two genders, one male, one female. That's it. It's that easy. Done. But you got queer theory, gender theory, what transitions. I don't know what the LGBTQIA plus. I think there was a P in there. And but the, the point of it is they're after children and they want to mutilate their bodies before they are old enough to determine the dangers, the implications, um, the 
blowback to their actions. Uh, children aren't able to make decisions for themselves like that, and they shouldn't be. But the government is now trying to take the decision that that the decision and the the power of the parents away from them and force their children into making these uh, sex changes to their bodies. Um, so certain states are taking that, trying to take the power from parents and then forcing their children or indoctrinating their children into doing it. And it's just six, but we have to stand up against it. There is no more tolerating it. It's immoral. It's sinful. It's wicked. And they're manipulating kids. Um, Jesus said himself, straight out of his mouth, Matthew 18, 6. He said, anyone that offends these little ones is better to have a millstone hung around his neck and then cast into the middle of the ocean. I think I paraphrased it just a little, but... Pretty much, if you lay hands on children, take advantage of them, manipulate them, brainwash them, you will be held accountable. And that's what we have to start doing. Those people that want to destroy lives and that are taking part in the human trafficking, the child trafficking across the border that the government is pushing, uh, the reason why they've opened the borders, uh, National Guard closing the borders and the border agents coming back and cutting the gate or unlocking it and opening it and letting the illegal immigrants through is because they're making money on the trafficking. The reason why they're taking buses and busing them through to all to, to California, to Oregon, uh, I think Montana, Wyoming, all these places. Uh, the reason why they're putting them on planes and flying 300 kids at a time because they're making money on human trafficking. So it's time that people like you and people like me say, this is enough. We're done with it. You're not going to take advantage of anyone else anymore. You're not going to ma manipulate anyone anymore. This, we've had enough of this. Um, I mean, they've been doing it for years. I was... Uh, listening to an interview with Amon Bundy, um, refreshing my mind there of what happened in 2016 and, and uh, 2012. And it's what the FBI is doing now. I'm covering a lot of different stuff. I'm just, uh, it's called Preacher Josh Rant. So that's what I'm doing right now. Um, the FBI is raiding farmers' houses, raiding ranchers' houses and trying to shut their farms and shut their ranches down. They raided an Amish farm, and they're fining him $300,000 uh, because he's growing clean food. They've burnt down, and of course nobody knows who did it, but the, over 100 food processing plants have burnt down. Uh, several have been hit with planes to cause them to catch on fire. Um, because one bird tested positive with a corrupt PCR test for the avian flu, they've killed millions of birds. Cattle have just spontaneously combusted or they died, they killed over. That's not normal. Thousands of cows just don't die. The cows are used to the heat, they're used to summer, they're used to winter. Um, I mean, the cows are conditioned to stay outside in the heat. Um, that's just, it's not normal for any of this. Nothing, none of this is normal. It's the, the point is that the government is uh, targeting us. They're trying to shut off our food supply. And with the help of Bill Gates, Bezos, and Zuckerberg, we're going to have synthetic breast milk and uh, synthetic beef. Um, it's crazy. It's retarded. But anyway, so these are things. What can we do? Well, speak out. 
spread the word, say no, don't comply, stand up. We've been given the right to free will. God has given us that. He's given us a country where uh, we, the people, are in charge, not the government, and we can back them out. Like they, so with uh, Ammon Bundy's ranch, his father's ranch, they had rights to the land. The FBI wanted to steal it from them, so they confiscated their water. They would shoot their cattle, um, mass and uh, the mass graves of cattle out on the range that the FBI would just come through and just kill all their cattle. Um, same with the, the other ranchers. And there's been a lot of ranchers that this has happened to, but it's all hush, hush. It's all down low. Um, Cause the government wants to take what is yours and what is mine uh, for their corrupt agendas. That's what they're doing. This is all tied together. All of these different things are tied together to the fact that the government is our enemy. They are tyrants. Somebody wise once said that disobedience to tyrants is obedience to God. And that's the attitude that we're going to have to have if you want to keep your freedoms that you still have right now. Uh, They've been cracking down. They're going to, you've seen nothing yet. You think COVID was scary and that the shelves being empty of toilet paper. Did you, you thought this, uh, the, all these, you know, the leading cause of death is the unknown death. Now the leading cause. So I've heard, I may have looked this up and get a reference before I mentioned it, but if you can look it up, uh, the leading cause of death is unknown death. Verify it for me. And I mean, I already know what it is. It's the the death shots. The leading cause. That's why almost 500 athletes have died on the field, is because they took the death shot. And the one the athletes that aren't taking it aren't allowed to play the games. But those that have taken it and that are playing strenuous playing sports, all sports. You know, if you're an athlete, is pretty strenuous. And they're dying of heart attacks. It's myocarditis because it's heart damage. And they're trying to cover this up. But now, over a year, so I've been speaking out about it over a year. Now, just now, mainstream people are speaking up about it, calling it out. It's a little late because there's a lot of people dead. And a lot of people are going to die because of these self-assembling whatever they are, nanobots, you can look up, pull up on YouTube and look up nanobots and you can, there's videos from five, six years ago where you could inject nanobots with a needle, with a syringe and inject nanobots. I mean, the technology is there for those that are still skeptical, but if it's, these, these are articles you can look up now. Leading cause of death is unknown. That's it. They call, that's what they called it. Unknown. Uh, it's the death shot. Um, athletes are falling dead like flies on the fields. Um, and this is real. And it's not, we've not seen the worst of it yet. This is like these vials uh, have a trigger in them that it seems to be that whenever they're ready to flip the switch, there's going to be millions dead instantly and they're just waiting for that time to flip that switch uh, according to the i think american heart society they projected which it seems to be coming true is uh that uh, children that had taken the, the death shot within a year 20 percent would be dead and within five years 50 percent would be dead this is i mean this is not fear-mongering not trying to scare anybody. We're trying to warn people of this. We're trying um, to prevent these deaths from happening. Uh, but some will listen, some won't. Uh, but that's the fact. Those are facts, uh, projections of based on evidence, based on um, research and data previously. And these things seem to be 
coming true. Um, so there'll be no way to get around it. Oh, plus what? What's his name? Fauci. He's trying to get out while the getting's good. He's decided to step down. He thinks that uh, he won't face justice because he resigns. Justice is coming for him. He's going down. He's lied the whole time. And everyone else, that proposed indictment I just read, all of those entities, they're all going to be held accountable and everyone involved. So he can run, but he can't hide. So as we, I'm going to start throttling down here a little bit. There's an article I want to read. And if you go, if you go to the Children's Health Defense, um, childrenshealthdefense.org, the August 20th was the 75-year anniversary of the Nuremberg Code. And a survivor, her name is Vera Sharav. These are remarks by her. She's the founder and president of the Alliance for Human Research Protection. So she was in Nuremberg, Germany, and she gave a speech. So I want to read her speech, uh, share that speech with you. You can go to the that web, the website, childrenshealthdefense.org, and you sh you'll be able to find it there. Um she says, I came to Nuremberg to provide historical context to the current global threat confronting our civilization. These past two and a half years have been especially stressful as painful memories were rekindled. In 1941, I was three and a half years old when my family was forced from our home in Romania and deported to Ukraine. We were herded into a concentration camp, essentially left to starve. Death was ever present. My father died of typhus when I was five. In 1944, as the final solution was being aggressively implemented, Romania retreated from its alliance with Nazi Germany. The government permitted several hundred Jewish orphans under the age of 12 to return to Romania. I was not an orphan. My mother lied to save my life. I boarded a cattle car train, the same train that continued to transport Jews to the death camps, even as Germany was losing the war. Four years elapsed before I was reunited with my mother. The Holocaust serves as the archetypal symbol of unmitigated evil. Moral norms and human values were systematically obliterated. The Nazi system destroyed the social conscience. Millions of people were worked to death as slave laborers. Others were abused as experimental human guinea pigs. The Holocaust did not begin in the gas chambers of Auschwitz and Treblinka. The Holocaust was preceded by nine years of incremental restrictions on personal freedom and the suspension of legal rights and civil rights. The stage was set by fear-mongering and hate-mongering propaganda. A series of humiliating, discriminatory government edicts demonized Jews as spreaders of disease. We were compared to lice. The real viral disease that infected Nazi Germany is eugenics. Eugenics is the elitist ideology at the root of all genocides. Eugenics is cloaked in a mantle of pseudoscience. It was embraced by the academic and medical establishment as well as judiciary in Germany and in the United States. Eugenics justifies social and economic inequality. They legitimize discrimination, apartheid, sterilization, euthanasia, and genocide. The Nazis called it ethnic cleansing for the protection of the gene pool. Medicine was perverted from its healing mission and was weaponized. 
First, it was to control reproduction through forced sterilization. Then it was to eliminate those deemed to be subhuman. Yeah, I'm not going to say this right, but untermission. Untermension. Untermenton. The first victims of medical murder were 1,000 German disabled infants and toddlers. This murderous operation was expanded to an estimated 10,000 children up to age 17. The next victim, victims were mentally ill. They were followed by the elderly in nursing homes. All of these human beings were condemned as worthless eaters. Under Operation T4, designated hospitals became killing stations where various extermination methods were tested, including Zyklon B, the gas that was used in death camps. The objective of the Nazi final solution was to annihilate the entire 11 million Jewish population of Europe as quickly and efficiently as possible. The Nazis enacted discriminatory laws. They utilized modern technology, low-cost industrial methods, and efficient transportation systems and a highly trained bureaucracy that coordinated the industrial genocidal process. The objective was high-speed, maximum efficiency at the lowest cost. The human casualties of this unprecedented genocide were 6 million Jews and 9 million other people whom the Nazis dehumanized as untermenschen. The purpose of Holocaust memorials is to warn and inform future generations about how an enlightened, civilized society can be transformed into a genocidal universe ruled by absolute moral depravity. If we are to avert another Holocaust, we must identify ominous current parallels before they poison the fabric of society. Since the Nazi era, the study of history and most of the humanities including philosophy, religion, and ethics, have been overshadowed by an emphasis on utilitarian science and technology. As a result, few people recognize foreboding similarities between current policies and those under the Nazi regime. By declaring a state of emergency in 1933 and in 2020, constitutionally protected personal freedom, legal rights, and civil rights were swept away. Repressive discriminatory decrees followed. In 1933, the primary target for discrimination were Jews. Today, the target is people who refuse to be injected with experimental, genetically engineered vaccines. Then and now, government dictates were crafted to eliminate segments of the population. In 2020, government dictates forbade hospitals from treating the elderly in nursing homes. The result was mass murder. Government decrees continue to forbid doctors to prescribe life-saving, FDA-approved medicines. Government-dictated protocols continue to kill. The media is silent, as it was then. The media broadcasts a single, government-dictated narrative, just as it had under the Nazis. Strict censorship silences opposing views. In Nazi Germany, Few individuals objected. Those who did were imprisoned in concentration camps. Today, doctors and scientists who challenge the approved narrative are maligned, their reputations trashed. They risk losing their license to practice as well as having their homes and workplace raided by SWAT teams. The moral significance of the Nuremberg Code cannot be overstated. The Nuremberg Code is the most authoritative internationally recognized document in the history of medical ethics. This landmark document was formulated in response to the evidence of medical atrocities committed by Nazi physicians and scientists. The Code sets forth moral boundaries for research involving human beings. The Nuremberg Code rejects the ideology of eugenics and unequivocally asserts the promise and dignity of the individual human being, as opposed to the greater good of society. American jurists who formulated the Nuremberg Code incorporated the official 1931 German Guidelines for Human Experimentation authored by Dr. Julius Moses. Those guidelines remained legally in force until 1945. The Nazis violated them in their entirety. 
Dr. Moses, who was Jewish, was deported to uh, Theresienstadt, where he died. The Nuremberg Code defined the foundational, universal, moral, and legal standards affirming fundamental human rights. These human rights apply to every human being. The code sets limits on the parameters of permissible medical experiments. Equally important, the Nuremberg Code holds doctors and research investigators personally responsible to ensure the human subject's safety and to ensure that the person freely gave his voluntary, fully informed consent. The standards of the Nuremberg Code are incorporated in the International Criminal Code. They are legally applicable today in peacetime and during war. The objective of the Nuremberg Code is to ensure that medicine never again deviates from the precautionary ethical principle, first, do no harm. The Nuremberg Code has served as a blueprint for subsequent national and international codes of human rights. To ensure that the rights and dignity of human beings are upheld and to ensure that medical doctors never again engage in morally abhorrent experiments. Like the Ten Commandments, not a word of the code may ever be changed. The first of ten ethical principles lay down the foremost ethical requirements, which is spelled out in great detail. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, constraint, or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This requires that before the acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, he should be informed of the nature, duration, and purpose of the experiment, the method and means by which it is to be conducted, all inconveniences and hazards reasonably to be expected, and the effects upon his health or person which may possibly come from his participation in the experiment. The duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon each individual who initiates, directs, or engages in the experiment. It is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with impunity. The genocidal culture that permeated the Nazi regime did not end in 1945. It metastasized in the United States. At the end of the war, U.S. government agents helped 1,600 high-ranking Nazi scientists, doctors, and engineers to evade justice at Nuremberg. These Nazi technocrats facilitated the murderous Nazi operations. They were Hitler's partners in crime, crimes against humanity. They were secretly smuggled into the U.S. under Operation Paperclip. This was in violation of explicit orders by President Harry Truman. These Nazi criminals were placed in high-level positions at major American scientific and medical institutions where they continued their work. What's more, these Nazi technocrats trained a generation of American scientists, doctors, and engineers. This is how Nazi methods and the immoral disregard for human values were entrenched in America. In 1961, in his farewell address to the nation, President Dwight D. Eisenhower warned against the increasing dominance of the military-industrial complex whose total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt everywhere. Eisenhower warned, We must be alert to the danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific, technological elite. In 1979, a report to the president by the U.S. Commission on the Holocaust chaired by Auschwitz survivor Elie uh, Wiesel, warned, The inclination to duplicate the Nazi option and once again to exterminate millions of people remains a hideous threat. Those who declare that the Holocaust analogies are off-limits are betraying the victims of the Holocaust by denying the relevance of the Holocaust. 
The Nuremberg Code has served as the foundation for ethical clinical research since its publication 75 years ago. The COVID pandemic is being exploited as an opportunity to overturn the moral and legal parameters laid down by the Nuremberg Code. The Nuremberg Code is our defense against abusive experimentation. Humanity is currently under siege by the global heirs of the Nazis. A posse of ruthless, interconnected global billionaires have gained control over national and international policy-setting institutions. They have embarked on implementing a diabolical agenda. Overthrow democracy and Western civilization, depopulate the global population, eliminate nation-states and establish one-world government, eliminate cash and establish one digital currency. Inject digital IDs and artificial intelligence capabilities into every human being. If these are in objectives become a reality, we will be digitally surveyed, surveilled 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In May, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Klaus Schwab, the architect of the dystopian Great Reset, declared, Let's be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, a powerful community here in this room. We have the means to impose the state of the world. The ultimate goal of these megalomaniacs is to gain control, total control of the world's natural resources and financial resources and to replace humans with transhuman robots. Transhumanism is a biotech enhanced caste system, the new eugenics. Klaus Schwab's lead advisor is Yuval Noah Harari, an Oxford University-trained Israeli. Harari is a proponent of the new eugenics and transhumanism. Harari refers to humans as hackable animals. He declared, we have the technology to hack humans on a massive scale. Harari despises the very concept of God. Transhumanists despise human values and deny the existence of a human soul. Harari declares that there are too many useless people. The Nazi term was worthless eaters. This is the new eugenics. It is embraced by the most powerful global billionaire technocrats who gather at Davos, big tech, big pharma, the financial oligarchs, academics, government leaders, and the military-industrial complex. These megalomaniacs have paved the road to another holocaust. This time, the threat of genocide is global in scale. This time, instead of Zyklon B gas, the weapons of mass destruction are genetically engineered injectable bioweapons masquerading as vaccines. This time, there will be no rescuers unless all of us resist. Never again is now. I believe she covered just about everything there in that her speech there at, in Nuremberg, Germany. And that is, in fact, that is the truth. That is no conspiracy. These aren't conspiracy theories. These are conspiracy facts. This is happening right in the middle of it. We're right in the middle of a global takeover. We're right in the middle of the of the United States has already been through a coup. There is in there is a person that has been installed in the office of president who is not actually president, but he resides in that chair, which means we've been taken over and we're no longer in a free country. We are in a communist country, uh, but it hasn't. Um, it hasn't, uh, the light hasn't flipped on in a lot of people's brains yet to that fact. Um, we, there's still a resemblance of us being free, but we're not. But they haven't initiated their final steps, but it is soon. They're fixing to flip that switch I mentioned earlier, and they're fixing to uh, wipe out millions and millions of people. So we have to be ready and we need to warn those around us of what is going on. 
Most importantly, we have to be right with God. We must confess our sins. We need to ask God for forgiveness. And we have to make sure a relationship with Jesus is in order. We have to make sure it is... Um, sorry about that. We got to make sure that our relationship with Him is current, that it's active, that we've uh, we've repented of our sins. I've quoted. If you go back and listen to the previous podcast, I've quoted Second Timothy one seven and Second Chronicles seven fourteen more than any other verse because it's important that we know them. Second Chronicles seven fourteen shows the fact that if we repent of our sins, we put Jesus first, we ask Him to forgive us, and to cleanse us from our sins. He does. He'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We'll be restored into a, a relationship with Him instead of being headed to hell. We're going to be headed to heaven with an eternal life in Christ Jesus. Second Chronicles 7.14 shows that if we repent, humble ourselves, get on our knees and pray, that God will take over. He will take this as imminent threat to us. This whole country, they're taking our whole country out like they did with the the Indians, like they did with the ranchers, with the farmers, our government is going to take us out, the ones that didn't take the death shot, and they're going to try to take us out. Uh, I think I did. I was going to mention the 87,000 IRS agents they are going to be trained to kill. That's part of that plan. They want to take us out, and they're going to use um, the taxes to get their foot in the door. And we haven't seen nothing yet, so you better be right with God. Jesus better be, you better have a good relationship with Jesus, and you better be bold, steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So please uh, share this podcast with those that need to hear it. Uh, I hope that I gave you some good information and some good things to think about, but most importantly, pray about and then. On top of that, act on. Um, so get the word out. Warn people. Get the relationship with Jesus right. We're going to close out this podcast with a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. I thank you for the those that are men and women that have been bold enough to stand out and speak out against the evils of the devil we're in a spiritual battle spiritual warfare and it reveals itself often in the physical realm pray that we would be bold steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord help us to be brave as you told joshua to be strong be courageous be very courageous face the enemy like david he ran to goliath with a sling and five stones and he slung the first one right into the forehead and he, he took down that giant because that giant defied, defiled the name of God. He defied God. And David said, you're not going to talk about my God like that. I will not tolerate. There's too many Christians that I have to, to, to touch on this later, but there's too many Christians that are just letting God get stomped on, letting him get run over. And letting his name being dragged through the mud. And they're letting it happen. Help us to stand up. And speak out. Help us to be. If we have a relationship with Jesus. Show it. Prove it. We thank you for what you've done. I pray that you give us a hedge of protection. Those that have. Uh, like. Uh, I pray for Dan Bongino. Lord I pray. Because we know in your power. If we submit to you and humble ourselves. You can fix it. You can eliminate whatever effects that would have caused on him or has to this point. You can eliminate it. You can heal him completely because nothing is impossible for you. So I pray that you would heal Dan Bongino. And because he's ex admitted his mistake, he's, re he's, he's conveyed remorse. Help him, give him that strength to stand up and to know the truth. Now he knows the truth. A little late, but now he knows it. Protect him and his family 
and all of the, the other truth tellers to be bold. Help us to be a, a good example for you. Give us that strength and power that we need. In Jesus' name, amen.